0: Hey traders, welcome to the 19th episode for the Performonte podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be kind of jumping into a few blog posts and a few articles and uh, overall information that uh, is pertaining to the overall crypto sphere. So thank you very much for joining us again, and then I'll pass this over on to Nathan.
1: Hey everyone, just got some hot stories coming out of the crypto market that we wanted to share. The day is December 6th, 2020. Crazy how quickly this year came to an end. But we'll just jump right into it. You may recognize this name, Steve Wozniak. He is an Apple co-founder. And rumor on the block is that he is launching his own cryptocurrency. The ticker is WOZX. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Wazax maybe. <laughs> um, it, the project name is called F-Force. F-Force. Uh, it is the first blockchain-based energy-saving platform. It is aiming at increasing energy efficiency by allowing everyone to participate and benefit from worldwide efficiency projects. It sounds kind of like it has a consulting aspect to it. Uh, there's not too many details Available right now. If you do want to learn more about this project, the website is efforce.io. Landing page, big picture of Steve Wozniak, really trying to flex that name. It seems it'll be interesting to see how this project develops. One thing that stuck out to me at the beginning is that it is a proof of work protocol, and they are claiming to work in energy savings. It's
0: pretty hypocritical, hypocritical to yeah. some degree.
1: Perhaps they haven't heard of proof of stake. Perhaps they're just a little bit behind the times. Who knows? It'll be interesting to see how this develops and if it's a shit coin or a real coin. As always, time will tell in the crypto market.
0: Yeah, it'll be definitely interesting seeing such a high profile name Uh, really be the face of a project so they don't have a ton of information as to the exact details of how the platform will be presented and how to be utilized by businesses and individuals but it does look pretty interesting and uh, it'd be a project that we'll be keeping an eye on for sure so uh, yeah time will tell like Nathan said yeah Uh, next thing we're gonna get into is some pretty big news regarding Binance they said that they will most likely earn between $800 million and a billion dollars this year in profit. So just goes to show the uh, unbelievable amount of uh, business that they're actually conducting and the amount of users that they're uh, getting and generating within their exchange. They've really expanded to every type of market. Like they got futures, they got margin, they have the normal exchange. Uh, they're doing DeFi. They have some pretty uh, phenomenal, phenomenal returns on a lot of their locked uh, DeFi contracts for using smart contracts. So overall, they're doing some pretty phenomenal work. And we have been talking about BNB, which is a ticker symbol for the Binance coin. It's not exactly buying into their equity or buying into the company, but uh, as Binance expands, the coin will be appreciating as well. They'd burn the previous coins, so there's going, there's going to be a finite amount, and it, it's pretty hard to create that level of inflation if they're burning coins, I, I think from transaction fees, I don't exactly know where, but um, it's hard to inflate the pool of BNB because they are taking it away, which then obviously increases the uh, value per coin.
1: Yeah, it's got the deflationary pressure and it's kind of interesting to see the parallel between the prevalence of binance as an exchange and the evaluation of bnb because again it's not like you're buying actual equity but this is binance's coin and so over almost a billion dollars in profit we'll see what the actual numbers are when 2021 comes around but just goes to show you how much money is flowing through them with all of their developing projects. It's crazy to see, to be honest, because it's up from $570 million last year. So if they do go over a billion dollars, they could have doubled their profit in light of developing so many new projects. I don't know. CZ doesn't play around.
0: No. <laughs> no, he means businessman for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, just keeping in tune with the institution vibe right now. MicroStrategy uh, paid more than $50 million at an average price above $19,427. This was all had to be transparent with the SEC. Uh, and so now on their balance sheet, they have f- over 40,000 Bitcoin, which is incredible to see. Obviously, it's a intuitive company to be making these kinds of moves, but This was the kind of stuff that in 2016 and 2017, like the Reddit moon boys were like, the institutions are coming, just stay patient when Bitcoin chopped like 40% of its value. But now in 2020, heading into the new year, 2021, we're actually seeing this massive level of investment. It's such a different perspective from the market in terms of how Bitcoin is perceived. One thing that comes to mind is that in 2016 everyone learned about Bitcoin and in 2021 everyone will be forced to buy it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good way of looking at the market. Uh, one thing I just wanted to actually uh, quote here within this little article is the CEO of MicroStrategy, Michael Sailor told Bloomberg in September that uh, he actually views cryptocurrencies as a less risky investment than cash or even gold. Uh, so there are institutional players that are viewing and valuing BTC as the gold 2.0, but now you don't have to physically carry your gold with you. You don't need to carry piles of Boolean. You can carry a little digital hardware wallet that allows you to carry as much capital and as much value as you your little heart desires. So uh, I th- I think that shift is occurring and I think 2021 is going to be that massive momentum where there's going to be a certain tipping point and I think we are here. There's institutions who are diehard fans of cryptocurrencies and are extremely open about it. So yeah
1: it's like i mean paypal alone is buying more bitcoin than is being minted we're seeing paypal square blackrock Grace, Grace Grayscale. Yale, all these big names paul tudor jones stan drunken miller like heavy hitters within the entrepreneurial world even ray dalio said on twitter like i don't understand bitcoin can somebody explain it and uh pomp had a discussion with him and after pomp had like that uh sit down even ray dahlia was kind of he had a different perspective let's call it mm-hmm. all of these big names are becoming more favorable because since 2020 began for there's been 40 cents on every dollar made from thin air
0: it's a mind-boggling stat <laughs>
1: not- yeah it is absurd all these companies hopping on were positioned in a where we are in a position to profit, I hope you are too, because there's big changes coming. And uh, kind of in tune with that is the next story we wanted to talk about. This one, not as significant of a player within the crypto market. We're talking about 3iq, it's a digital asset management company, and uh, they are launching an Ethereum fund this week on the TSX. Uh, This isn't an ad by the way, just wanted to discuss that it's easier for a company to buy a publicly traded fund of a crypto than it is for them to go through the regulatory hoops, bells and whistles to actually put it on their balance sheet, or perhaps they don't even want the PR of having it on their balance sheet. So these kind of, uh, like Grayscale offers a very similar product to 3iq, and they've been doing it for much longer, but with their GBTC, GF and, uh, G LTC gzen et cetera et cetera, those alternative investment products that allow institutions to get exposure without actually going through the complications of owning storing and manipulating the asset itself. Pretty creative solution. Love to see it.
0: Mm-hmm. Love to see the reduction of friction, especially for institutions, funds, firms even like sovereign wealth funds, all these uh, entities are looking into crypto, I'm sure, or at least like not above 90% of them. And uh, the ability for new technology to be innovated to reduce the friction is definitely something that will just increase the speed at which the tipping point occurs and the aggressiveness when that tipping point does inevitably shift, where if if a fund is looking to invest in crypto, it will be so easy for them to make that transition and take that action instead of fumbling and understanding it and trying to figure it out themselves. They have so many different channels in which they could attain exposure in the crypto sphere. So love to see that advancement.
1: And so our next story we're gonna be talking about today is coming out of the Facebook niche. Uh, you probably remember Libra, the currency that pretty much got roasted as soon as it existed uh, by the crypto community. Not too many people were keen on the idea of trusting Facebook with your money, but they're back at it and they rebranded from Libra to DM, kept the little wavy logo. They said that the executive leadership is in place and ready for launch and I believe they are just waiting regulatory approval. It seems to paint the impression that they will be launching in early 2021, providing that digital wallet ecosystem between all the Facebook applications. Uh, I know a lot of their partners dropped out and they have not specified if they still have those partners or anything like that or what kind of interconnectivity we will see in between the apps, because. When it first got announced, they were throwing around like Uber, PayPal, Airbnb, like all these crazy partnerships with other tech companies. So we'll see if that infrastructure stuck around. All I know is that it's pretty funny that they rebranded from Libra to
0: DM because the internet bullied them. Even large corporations get hurt feelings.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the, the PR like... team was like, take it back. Be nicer to us.
0: Exactly. But uh, pretty under the radar. I didn't really notice. Um, we were just talking about it, and then we looked on the page, and then we're like, oh, wow, they've rebranded. I, didn't, I haven't really seen it on any of the news sources that I check, at least. So,
1: Yeah, it definitely seems to be flying under the radar. Not many... Uh... at least i haven't heard or seen any pages talk about it kind of interesting i mean it realistically hype it does solve a problem there's like two billion people on earth that don't have banks and have no means to send money so it it would be good within the scope of humanity and i think the crypto people get upset because with facebook's centralization of privacy information and their poor behavior with that kind of information there's an inherent threat. So it'll be interesting to see just how big of an impact DM has. Because the project in itself is huge. They want to be the bank for 2 billion people on earth. Just by using your phone and having that kind of interconnectivity. It's an ambitious project. It's crazy to see these applications of blockchain develop But I probably don't have to reiterate this for everyone to know that Bitcoin's our favorite. That is our number one holding. It's easy to get distracted with all the other alternatives. But another interesting news story that kind of came out today was Dr. Neil Ferguson, kind of, I guess you could call him like a finance historian uh he's been involved with a lot of documentaries that covered like the tech bubble the housing crisis a lot of stuff like that there was a quote from him when asked what will be the best investment opportunity coming out of the pandemic he replied I'm going to go with Bitcoin it's had a stellar year it's had a stellar year up 165 percent to date Pandemic is coming. It's going to be very disruptive. Should I choose gold or Bitcoin? The interviewer pressed a little more. And he said, you would have been right to choose Bitcoin because gold's only up 21%. So Bitcoin returns have been higher by significant magnitude I mean, a new digital gold. Nice. Super bullish. He's uh, He's definitely one of the hard hitters within the industry. Very well respected as kind of like a thought leader, I want to say.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, within, I think, 2017, he even previously stated that Bitcoin will never go to zero. So the fact that he's a a, a historian of economics, he understands what true sound money is. He's looked at previous, uh, not communities, but uh, I guess you could say economies that have crumbled because they did not have a sound money system within the monetary uh, system that whatever economy is currently uh, or whatever economy is using. So I absolutely love that because you need to understand history in order to potentially understand the future. You look at patterns that have been occurring for generations throughout time. And to be able to get that, I guess you could say validation from someone who has taken a look and, and has a deeper perspective of the patterns that happen and are repeating over and over again. I think it really proves that uh, BTC is going to be the asset of this decade, twenty twenty to twenty thirty. I think that's going to be a huge, uh, a huge shift in just the world understanding of what money is. Because a lot of people don't know that the government can just print money, or if they do know, they don't, they can't fathom the possibility that the government is irresponsible and will. Uh, Inflate the currency into oblivion. They just assume that it just could never happen. So um, I think the message that he's trying to convey is extremely accurate. And he's even said, uh, it's in quotes here uh, Bitcoin has established itself as a new store of value and an investment asset, a type of digital dollar that provides investors with guaranteed scarcity and high mobility as well as low correlation with other asset classes and i think this couldn't be um couldn't be more well said it's definitely the main reason why i invest It, it is a hedge against central banks currency proliferation and something that is inevitable could take a long time could take a short amount of time but a devaluing currency, especially when central banks are in that MMT psychology and MMT process, you got to hedge yourself in some way. And gold, silver is an opportunity. But I would say with the digital age right now, you cannot go wrong with having some exposure in cryptocurrencies, even if you're not actually uh, managing it yourself. If you're purchasing equities, if you're purchasing into ETFs or funds, there's definitely a lot of different ways that you can go about it without you actually having to be the one to purchase a ledger, purchase a hardware wallet and uh, purchase the coins on an exchange. So, uh, kind of the next topic to get from into what we just talked about into the next topic is going to be exchanges it's going to be ledgers hardware wallets and just keeping it simple i think a lot of people when they dive into something new try to overcomplicate things and yes there is a lot of complexities within blockchain and cryptocurrencies but I'd say keeping it simple, if you're a novice investor and don't have a whole lot of exposure in crypto, you cannot go wrong with sticking to the basics with Bitcoin and Ethereum being your main positions.
1: Yeah, like it's so I remember when I first got invested in crypto, I bought like $50 of Bitcoin and I was like, yo, this is sick. And then I saw all the other stuff I could exchange Bitcoin for. I was like, but this is better because it's cheaper. (laughs) cheaper does not mean better especially in crypto and expensive doesn't mean better either stick with what is the most popular stick with the large market cap large cap projects bitcoin ethereum likely your best two bets they still have such a high upside i think ethereum has I want to say 150% to his all-time high still, which is absolutely absurd. Bitcoin's grinding right up against it. And where these projects finish will still be 5x, 10x, 20x away from current price over the next couple of years. And like, don't get greedy. There are altcoins that will pop 1,000%, 10,000%. But the risk reward you get from buying into low liquidity, low market cap projects is so high because there are so many scams concentrated in that niche of cryptocurrency that it is ridiculously easy to get left with some very heavy bags when the rug but gets pulled out from underneath everyone. There is simply like, at least from our perspective of how successful cryptocurrency investing should look you should not be dabbling as a beginner investor in the low cap alts pretty much at all once you understand the market understand how to trade risk management sure maybe you can delegate a small portion of your portfolio for these ultra risky picks but ultimately providing you are patient providing you dollar cost average and are able to maintain your schedule then you will see great growth from just bitcoin and ethereum there's no need to overcomplicate the simple if you are a beginner investor that maybe isn't that comfortable in the space set up weekly purchases set up monthly purchases whatever fits your budget deposit them into your ledger don't keep it on an exchange and just do it for 5 years you'll be richer than you can shake a stick at, just because you have to be patient. Don't get greedy with the shitty altcoins, because the worst thing you can do ultimately in a bull run, like when you go into an alt, you usually pay Bitcoin, unless you're doing it on margin where you borrow a US dollar tether, which is even more risky. But if you buy an alt with Bitcoin and you lose that trade, you are now going to lose an asset which is appreciating in value it's just like a a double slap in the face if you will trading has its time it has its place it's great in bear markets where it's following those simple ta patterns and you're working to expand your stack but in a bull market you want to only be adding to that bitcoin stack
0: Mm -hmm. definitely yeah i i would say you got to pick your battles you got to pick when you're trading how you're trading you got to be able to manage risk when you should be and being a little bit more aggressive when the opportunity presents itself. And that only comes with time, education, understanding yourself and being able to utilize uh, whatever tool that you're using to trade very effectively and efficiently. So, very good way to end it, I would say. Uh, Went over a bunch of stuff. Kind of started from news, ending off with a little bit of a safety talk. Obviously, in the crypto world, there's definitely a lot of... uh, dangers I guess you could say that uh, lurk not too far away so you know keep an open mind but uh, be very worried and you know if you are unaware or unsure what could be a potential dangerous situation or not definitely please join our discord there's a lot of people in there who would be willing to you know talk to you bounce some ideas off of and say, hey, does this look like a good opportunity or does this look like something that could lose me money? It's a scam. It's uh, a person who's trying to do no good. So if you are unaware or would just like a second opinion, definitely go check that out and then um, you'll be able to get a second opinion, which is always a good idea in my opinion.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, we'd welcome you uh, to pop by our community anytime you got questions. And I think we'll wrap up this episode there. I believe this has been episode 19 of the Performante podcast. Thanks for tuning in and I'll pass it off to Keith to wrap it all up.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Stay safe out there. Hopefully you all had a great weekend. And uh, yeah, we'll see what's going to rise for this upcoming week. Overall, in short, I think that we are going to be moving to the upside with BTC and some of these other cryptos. US dollar is still absolutely plummeting. So the overall momentum, I think, for risk on exposure is going to continue. I think BTC is in a bull run. And I think... uh, the end of 2020 is still going to be looking pretty solid for the assets that we've been talking about for weeks now. So thank you very much for watching. We will make a YouTube video here early next week discussing some of the TA and getting a little bit more granular in our analysis. But until then, thank you very much for watching and until next time, have a good one.